Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at Supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005 listening to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SENZ. Given the state of the country, with everyone doing it tough, New Zealand needed a weekend like this. Amazing what sport can do. Completely agree on the text machine. And Kempe, yesterday at Mount Smart, you and Sam caught up with Andrew Abdo, who was soaking in the environment. Today's been historic, uh, and uh, it, it reminds us what sport's about. Sport's about bringing people together. It's a sense of community. The players were obviously show their strength and their speed and their skill on the field, but today you got a sense of the spirit, the spirit of rugby league, the spirit of community and fans welcoming back their team. Um, of course, uh, the team delivered for them, but regardless of that, uh, what an amazing occasion for rugby league in New Zealand uh, and obviously for the Warriors here in Auckland. Hey, Andrew, what, what do the public, can, well, what can they expect, say, uh, next year when the Warriors are playing at home full-time? Are we, are we looking at... Not only the Warriors' home games being here, but everyone else bringing their home games here and taking them around the country? Yeah, th- it's funny. That's the first time someone's asked me that. Uh, <laughs> it's been talked about a lot, <laughs> no, no, but, you know. I think I, I think I might have been asked that about 17 or 20 times today. Um, or in the <laughs> no, look, a couple of aspects to that. One is, I mean, what can people expect next year? Well, first of all, Mount Smart is back as a fortress. Uh, and what you're seeing is the, um, the X factor that a team gets from playing at home. So there's no question the Warriors 12 home game is going to be pretty special here next year because the fans have signaled their intent to turn this into an impenetrable, impenetrable fortress as a home venue. But of course, we want to invest in as much rugby league as we can uh, in New Zealand. New Zealand's incredibly important um, when we think about not just the NRL, but we think about rugby league in this part of the world, Australia, New Zealand, and the Pacific. So uh, pre-season games, I think you're going to expect to see more pre-season games here. Uh, tomorrow we're excited to talk about um, uh, expanding uh, th- that pre-season presence here in New Zealand. Uh, and of course, we will work with clubs uh, to see if we can relocate games here. That's complex. It's difficult to do, um, but we'll look at it. And then last weekend, it was pretty special seeing um, the test match return here um, between Tonga and, and New Zealand. And of course, we've got, and the commission is right behind uh, the international game, revitalizing it. And so if you think about a season, you've got 12 home games, sure, but there's content at the start of the season and then there's content at the end of the season. So we're talking about a full calendar of, of live regular content here in New Zealand. That's pretty exciting. Tell us a little bit, you don't have to go into you know, specific details, but a little bit about 
how the Warriors have really saved the NRL in the last couple of years because, you know, that COVID outbreak really did hamper the competition. You hear a lot from the players and even we heard from David Nofaluma giving a big thanks to the Warriors for what they have done. Just from your point of view, what have they done for the NRL over these last two years? So first of all, let's talk about the challenge. There's a football challenge to playing away from home, 60 games or 59 games. Then there's a commercial challenge of not being here with your sponsors and your fans. And then there's a, there's a personal human challenge. And it's not just the players. It's the players, their partners, their families, their children, and the footy staff, which we often forget about, and the backroom staff of the club. All of them have had to relocate. And I remember... Um, you know, and, and we're a 16-team competition, right? So it doesn't work with 15 teams. Mm-hmm. There's, a, there's a dynamic there. Um, so, of course, uh, the Warriors relocating was part of the story of the game of Rugby League uh, leading the way to get back playing safely again. The Warriors were a massive part of that. Um, I, I just recall, you know, 2020, uh, when the Warriors' first uh, match in 2020 was away to Newcastle, um, in Newcastle, and I remember halftime we found out about the borders closing, mm. having a conversation with Cameron saying, look, we don't think we're going to be able to get the team back, so we're going to have to make arrangements to play potentially round two game here, but it, it should, it, we don't expect it to be too long, and here we are, <laughs> you know, three, three years later. Yeah. So we've been through a lot. You know, we relocated the entire competition uh, midway through 2021, and of course uh, the Warriors have been there, have said yes um, and have been up for all of those challenges through two and a half seasons uh, and uh, you know creating a, uh, an international uh, airport in Tamworth um, <laughs> and putting a, you know putting two tons of fencing around the hotel so that the mm. players you know almost like prison like environment mm. could quarantine and train and create a high performance center in that environment that 's a real credit to the club and they didn 't just pitch up and take a box they competed they played they almost made the eight mm. in in 2020 mm. and I think everyone everyone around the world, not just in New Zealand around the world, really respects the way the warriors have have approached the challenge that, that has been presented to them um, and they 've competed with uh, amazing fight and amazing spirit and you know now they get the homecoming that they deserve i don 't think there 's a, a club in a professional league around the world that's had to relocate countries for the length of time that they've had. Mm, uh, no. I, I, you know, so full credit to them. Yeah, you could have only done that if you were a Kiwi. You know that, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm certainly seeing a bit of that spirit today uh, uh, amongst the... I mean, here we are, like the game finished uh, a while ago and you can still see there's plenty of people in the stadiums, uh, in the stadium mm. um, uh, giving their thanks to the players. I just want to ask you a question. You talk a little bit about the challenge, especially plenty about community. So you've seen community here, the crowd what it means to us as New Zealand. You hear about the game dying in, in this country, all, right? all around the rest of the country. We've got clubs on life, so, uh, life support systems. And then you talk about the story. Yeah? So in New South Wales and Queensland, you've got this wonderful story about the game growing and it's in schools and you've got all these development pathways. What can the NRL do here in New Zealand? Because I think you should take over the national body. What can you do to bring that New South Wales, Queensland state feel and development here to New Zealand where it's hard, it's lacking? It's a great question. Uh, we don't take for granted the fact that New Zealand is an unbelievable nursery of mm. talent um, for the NRL competition. But most importantly, as you say, um, you know, we're, our game with the National Rugby League, we're not actually national in Australia and we're international because well, we're very fortunate to have the Warriors. But we are, if you think about this area, Australia, New Zealand, the Pacific, rugby league can really make a difference in communities from the grassroots up. Um, and I think your question is excellent because what it talks about is the collaboration and the partnership approach that we need in order to invest in schools and clubs from the grassroots up, boys and girls, men and women, competitions, age group competitions, so that we have a thriving 
uh, development and nursery. So we don't see players leaving to pursue dreams at another club or, or in Australia, that they're able to actually have a genuine pathway all the way up um, in, in New Zealand. And uh, that's going to take some work, but we, the, the Australian Rugby League Commission is right behind the role we can play together with New Zealand Rugby League and Auckland Rugby League and of course uh, Maori Rugby League, the Warriors, um, we all need to come together and figure out what our long-term plan is to invest from the grassroots up and more importantly create opportunities for talent to be developed, coached um, and, and, uh, and play here for as long as possible. I think that, that's a great goal. NRL CEO Andrew Abdo is joining us just a couple of quick ones before we let you go Andrew. Uh, firstly, you might have heard rumours of this side of the ditch, Tony Kemp's being a big uh, driver on it. Um, Another New Zealand team in the NRL, and we've got Redcliffe joining next year, and there's talk of an 18th team. Are the conversations happening for a potential New Zealand team, and would you be open to, to looking at another New Zealand team? A couple of, couple of, you said a couple of quick ones. I mean, it's a big conversation, <laughs> but it's an important one. Yeah, it's I tell you, this, this is the man behind the campaign. I can, I can stay here until 10. <laughs> yeah. I'm so fine. You, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, first, first things first, right? We've uh, Next year for us is about... Uh, getting to 17 men's teams with the Dolphins coming in, making that successful. Uh, and then, of course, our women's competition going from six to 10 teams and making that successful. Uh, the, the growth of the women's competition is incredibly important for us. And we want the Warriors back in the NRLW as soon as possible. Um, and ultimately, uh, yes, uh, you know, going to 18 teams allows us to have an extra match, allows us to have a rivalry here mm. in New Zealand. Um, mm. That's exciting. Of course, that is, uh, that, that's, a, that's a possibility down the track. We've got more work to do on that. Um, that's not something that... And, and the conversation we had earlier is linked. Like the investment in participation and pathways 100%. and developing talent is all linked. And yeah. you want to build to the opportunity to have that, that, you know, a pathway where you might have two elite teams here um, in, uh, that, that, that you could play for. Um, would be crazy not to consider another team here, but we are some... You know, to be realistic, we are a few years away from... Uh, having a you know looking at that in detail mm. um, but first things first we've got to make sure that we uh, w we get next year right and, and, and the years that, that follow in terms of the foundations for rugby league in New Zealand more broadly well I think the fact that we're here tonight sell, uh, sold out Mount Smart the Warriors are back home and the NRL still going I think it's a testament to all the work you guys have done Andrew so uh, really appreciate you coming on uh, travel safe back to Australia and hopefully we'll see you here in a couple of weeks time or, or next year yeah absolutely thank you for having me S-E-N-Z NRL CEO Andrew Abdo, you must have really enjoyed that one, Kempi. Mate, I did because he answered uh, a lot of burning questions uh, for me in rugby league. One of them that really stuck out was this nursery of talent, unbelievable talent. That's how he described it. And when you've got the CEO of the NRL and talking about the commission that want to support this game, it's not about giving it cash. It's about setting a structure up properly. I seriously um, do believe that the NRL need to take over the New Zealand Rugby League. It's a basket case. It has been for years. And they should come in and, and create a pathway system like New South Wales and Queensland, support it financially with the resource and build it here in New Zealand so the Warriors can have the players to, to pick from. Six away from nine, Andrew Abdo, Tony Kemp, Sam Hewitt. What a fantastic interview. We'll catch up with Smithy in just a wee bit. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. -ba -ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.